Are we ready? Are oh, you ready? Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm ready. We're all ready. All right. Hey, we have more than one guest this time. This is this is a big deal. More cameras, more microphones. This is the John Peckman Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Dance in beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge. Start looking left. That's us. And we have a two for today. We are here with two guests. Two, not just one. We one. We're, we're past. We're past one. We're on to two now. We have Mr. Brendan Toller, and we have Mr. Jeff Slocum here. Uh, they are members of a band. We'll start there. Yeah. You think? Yeah. What's the uh, name of your band there, fellas? Dust Hat. Dust Hat. That's right. Dust Hat from New Haven, the mean streets of New Haven, Connecticut. Is that right? Yeah. You'd say more or less? Yeah. Okay. Um, who wants to tell their life story first? Oh, I guess, I mean, it's intertwined. Jeff yeah. and I... <laughs> Jeff and I grew up uh, two houses or away from each other, like from ages three and four. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Go way back. Yeah. Even before you played instruments. Yeah. Wow, so I guess the music stuff started when, um, uh, I guess our, our dads gave us record players or something like that. And there's, you know, I distinctly remember us playing the first couple Beatles records and we would play them on 45, even though they were 33. <laughs> And nice. so they were super fast. Sure. And it kind of sounded like chipmunks, but yeah. it's, the energy of it was so wild that we like loved it. I remember my dad getting angry and he was like, it's, did you play it at 33? <laughs> and then we just, he'd leave the room and we just put it back up to 45 again. Sure. Like to better. Yeah. 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 That you have to wait for music like that to come. Yeah. Finally. So what was the first thing you heard that you were like, okay, this sounds like Beatles on 45. Finally, punk rock. Like finally, when you got That's there. That's a good question. You know? I think just punk in general, whatever the first punk bands we started listening to. Or I would say The Ventures Live in 65 yeah. is like yeah. that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to hear that. Now you got me thinking because. From a drummer standpoint. That's right. That. Oh, it'll blow your mind. Yeah. Okay. This is a quick a little short detour because now it's all coming back to me. Who's Andrew? Remember, who is that? Andrew Marino? Yes. Yes. Andrew Marino. He was a student of mine when he was young and he was cool. He was a cool kid. friend of ours yeah. yeah yeah right and then later found out that he was part of your crew and he used to play me that ah, that live ventures record yes. now that i think of it so he probably knew it because you guys mm -hmm. did yeah i remember oh, yeah. that and it just was like oh what's going on here tore through portland like a sickness yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah the ventures pandemic the portland ventures pandemic yeah. of whatever <laughs> wow that's kind of that's cool yeah ventures so finally you're like here we go we, they did like a version of I Feel Fine that's like, yep. it's just ripping. Yeah. And that fast. really. Was yeah. it as fast as the Beatles version on, for, on, on 45? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 It that's rips. Yeah. Yeah. So you're ready for it. You're yes. just like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Did, so you both play guitar. Yes. That right? Yeah. That's okay. correct. Brendan started playing when you were really young, maybe seven or eight. Is that right? I think I started at nine. Nine. And I had like a really kind of chintzy. Is like, I don't know. We oh, was a Cordoba? We, uh, or we call it like the Costanza or whatever. Yeah. It was like a the nylon Castanio. string guitar. Sure. It took like, you know, pliers to tune it because yeah. the tuning pegs were so bad. And That's I studied right. I studied with Dave for like four years. Oh, wow. And did the, because I was young, like went the music reading route, which I'm, you know, I'm grateful for. But sure. uh, I, I wanted to rock. So, you know, Yellow sure. Rose of Texas and the... Scott Joplin's entertainer was right. right I'm right. glad I know how to play that stuff, but right. Well, eh, you know, yeah. 
And Dave's good with pliers, too, <laughs> when he needs to be. So at least you were in the half right place. That's cool. All right. Did you ever play the Yellow Rose of Texas at 45? Uh, that might be something. Yeah, maybe you might that want was to go where back. I needed to, yeah, double speed it. Yeah. You know, put on that chromatic, but not tuner. What is it? The, what is it, Dave? The thing you torture students with, the thing that the metronome the speed, the metronome. Yeah, there yeah. it is. The yeah, thing yeah. that's never wrong. Put but the you metronome are. on like 180 beats per second and yeah. go. Yellow Rose of Texas. Let's see it. Yeah. 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 The metronome. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that's never, it's never wrong. You are. Yeah. That's exactly. why we hate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So playing guitar in Portland, this is the thing. Yeah. Moving along. Yeah. And I would say uh, like uh, one of the uh, big bands. That Jeff and I uh, bonded over was a Pearl Jam, and then Nirvana, and okay. then Mud Honey, and then Fugazi. It's like you know they had like this pathway that like because sure. it was kind of coming out of that era. Sure. So um, the Jeff got uh, some sort of guitar, and yeah, I think it's Squire. Squire. You had a Squire at the time too. We both had twin Squires. That's right. Nice. Strats. And I uh, and I had a extra guitar amp so let me borrow that yeah the little the little fender front man or whatever the cartman <laughs> yeah. sticker on the side yeah yeah and it had like this w- one tiny little button that you could press for like really nasty distortion <laughs> yeah, yeah the little like, gray button yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. only when des- and when desperation when you're like yes. okay we can't we got to go into this because we didn't know anything like about pedals then no. or anything I, like yeah. you know and uh so yeah it was that and i think for like many years just like two like we would like we'd we'd have liked to rock. We'd have liked to have a band, but it's so it's that's a hard thing to do in Central Connecticut when you're 14 or whatever. I find the right guess. people to play with. Yeah, sure. You're still figuring out who people. you are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, so we did some like funny things on four track, but like I think we were just too nervous or embarrassed to try and put something right, together. To yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah. Or even know what it would sound like or what it would be. You know. Yeah. There was no template for that for us. And you unless had, you want to be a hardcore band or something. Right, right. I know what you mean. And you yeah. didn't want to do hardcore. No. No. I don't think so. Somewhere <laughs> in between. Yeah, something, uh, you know. Something in between. Something in between. I don't know. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock yeah, and roll. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Not serious. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just want to note, I think you might have blown you might have blown past a good album title in there somewhere. You said um we would have liked the rock or no, no, you were like, we wanted to, I never mind. We got to listen back. Yeah, but yeah. I was just like, you're like, we wanted to rock or no, we'd like to rock. It's like, or That's just too one. nervous. I don't know. We need permission though, John. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. Maybe yeah right. Yeah. Mother yeah, not anymore. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, when yeah. you're 14, you're like, we would like to rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's okay with everyone. That's hard to do in Portland, Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. To rock, to rock in Portland. Yeah. Not a lot of rocking in Portland. No. Yeah. Bummer. Um, how did Andrew Marino was he trying to was he trying to rock with you guys? Yeah. yeah. Oh we, good. We, we had many dream sessions. Quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, he, good. Uh, right. He right, started playing the drums at probably around the same time yeah. that I started playing guitar and we would, you know, we would jam. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was pretty chill. He's a cool kid. Yeah. Cool. I think a lot of it was like embarrassment to sing too. Sure. It's like, you know, like yeah, and I do it now. It's still embarrassing. But like, are you the singer? Yeah, oh, one cool. of the singers in Dust Set. There's also Dan Soto who plays bass and also sings. Okay, and Rob Ruby uh, sings backup on drums. Okay. So Jeff is it's he doesn't have a microphone in practice. Sometimes it's hard for him. 
Right. To talk over all the arguing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah, that happens. Or get his opinion heard. But today, he has a mic. Today, I have a mic. Oh, yeah, oh right. boy. Yeah. It's wow. a big day. Wow. That's cool. I can, if you ever, yeah. <laughs> you know, just say the word and I can kind of. Just uh, cut it out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so what uh, what kind of band is Dust Hat now? What are you doing? What's, what is it? I mean, I guess rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, it's rock just an originals. Originals, but oh. like we'll do uh, some kind of more obscure covers. I mean, some of them are not so obscure, but like. Our last show, we did uh, "Nitty Gritty" by Shirley Ellis, mm-hmm. old soul song. Yep. And um, somebody came up to me after they were like, "Did you write that?" Yeah, it was right. One of the best songs I ever heard in my life. Oh no! And then I like, was did like, you hear the other eighteen see, songs of ours? Yeah, but the, but then yeah. I like the Sunday. Uh, she was this friend was at at my DJ gig, and I played the original version. And she's like, oh, my God! Oh, she's, no. like, you know, she's so, like, I don't need you guys uh, anymore. Yeah, well, no. but you know, it's. I've been watching that uh, McCartney thing on Hulu. I haven't seen it. And yet. he was talking about, I'm not going to give anything away, but he was talking about how like you can cover a song. Like the Beatles did many covers. The Stones did many covers to start. I think it's a very important way of kind of defining your sound and what you'll be like or what you won't be like. I think so. It's so kind of learning how music works. How yeah. yeah. works, you know, how it's put together. Arranging. So he was saying like, look, like we could do like a James Ray song or we could do, you know, all those early sort of R&B songs that they did. Um, and like, they're not going to sound right. Like that. Like think of the talking heads doing uh, take me to the river. It does not sound like Al Green. Yeah. Right. Really right. at all. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah. I wouldn't, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can remember. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it is <laughs> instructive because I was aware of all the Beatle covers, but never heard some of the originals and go back and go, Oh wow. That's cool. How you get to hear how like, Oh yeah. The difference between twist and shout by the Isleys and by them. Mm-hmm. They're equally right. Cool. It's just different. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, interesting, interesting. So, what is next for Dust Hat? Are we back? We're back, back as we yeah. can be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have a few fall festival dates, like okay, you know, the Glastonbury uh, Fall Apple. Harvest Festival, Apple. oh, okay. Apple Harvest. apples, and then <laughs> yeah, I think so. And then Simsbury uh, wants to have us the music feast that's on September 11th at uh, oh, nice. five o'clock, and then um, that's kind of cool. In between there, we're going to be opening up for Billy Bremner of uh, Rock Pile, oh. doing his Rock Pile tribute at that's Cafe cool. Nine. So that should be really fun. Yeah. Nice, nice. So is Cafe Nine in New Haven? Is it in full swing yet or half swing? Or Yeah, I would say uh, it's, uh, I don't think there's music every single night, but right. it's, uh, it'll be swinging by Getting fall. There. Yeah. Getting there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Lo- love that place. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, even in New York City, I-, I don't think you find many places that do 10 original shows yeah. a week. Oh, that is for sure. That is for sure. It's amazing. Yeah. and We're, we're so lucky to have it. Yeah, no, that that's definitely for sure. Especially since it's kind of like the last one standing. Because when I, I grew up, and I'm older than you guys, but, you know, there was a handful of mm-hmm. places. Now there's one, yeah. basically. Yeah. I mean, because Toads is pretty much shuttered. Yeah. For yeah. music, at least rock yeah. and roll. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you know, you know yeah. it's dance parties and, and, and other stuff. You yeah. Know, um, on the way of youth. or I don't know. I don't know what they think makes money there. But, um, yeah. You know. I don't either. It's been, uh, been a while. But, you know, Cafe Nine, it's like... It's just such a, it's amazing who's come to those doors. Yeah. And like amazing just even who we've got to play with, you know? 
what was uh, like name a couple of really good ones? Oh, Flaming Groovies. Yeah, Flaming wow. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know you get to like hang out with them at the bar after. And yeah. Jeff really, you know, found like a long lost like uncle and Chris Wilson and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> He's a good guy. <laughs> Flaming Groovies. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty heavy. Flaming Groove, he's played with Clem Burke a couple times, you know. He's very, I have a Clem Burke story. Very particular about his drums. Yeah. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. Oh, really? Don't bash on it. And then you watch him. Ooh. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I was, um, I think Clem Burke was one of the first, the, the, first, fa- the first rock stars that I ever kind of met, I think, way back in the day in the 80s. I was in a band, an original band, and... We were on the road. We opened for. There's actually the Romantics back then. Oh wow! He was playing drums for the Romantics. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but um, it was we were in Philadelphia, and you know, get there for the sound check, and the drummer comes in, and I'm like, "That's Clem Burke." I'm like, "Oh wow, that this is the dude from MTV that I used to watch growing up with that hair playing for Blondie." That's yeah, cool hair. Yeah, but I was like, "This is Clem Burke," um, and then at a certain point. It, during the sound check or something, we I found myself peeing next to Clem Burke. I was like, this is happening. I'm peeing next to the guy that was on MTV. It was amazing at the time. Clem Burke. Clem Burke, he's, he pees. Yeah, Clem, it's, Clem it's Burke, amazing. urinate. Yeah, no, they, urinate. They, they are human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is yeah, wild. Yeah. I have to pee. He has to pee. This is amazing. Being in stereo, as we say. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Clem Burke. Yeah, and he, he tore it up. You know, it was exciting. I was yeah. like, wow, Clem Burke with the romantics. I don't know if... I, I forgot to ever look up if that... if that How long that lasted or whatever. Because mm. I was... I thought romantics was the what I like about you, singer guy. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. You know? Because the drummer was the singer. And I was like, oh, all right. I guess Clem Burke's in the band. But that was exciting. That was one of the first Clem Burke... And then, uh, yeah, so it just goes on and on. Still, still stupid stories forever. I don't know what they're it's stupid, all about, though. though. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, what was, do you have any memorable, like, uh, like the first celebrity sightings or first rock star sightings that you were just like, okay, I'm in the orbit now? Oh, God. Oh, I mean, Hilton Valentine showing up to gigs. That sure. Was cool. And then he asked me to do all the Eric Burden stuff, which was... Whoa really that's heavy <laughs> talk about talk yeah. about white singers that like you know aren't really white singers like the eric burden is he's not a very brother true. i think yeah. the, the way he sang those songs is like you know i don't I, maybe you know maybe jim morrison with his ferocity came close but the the from the the quiet to loud and the the up yeah. and the down it's yeah. like you know yeah and you know david johansson does great versions of those songs but sure yeah, man, he he's hard to match. So I I played with Hilton for like I don't know two years. Or something oh, that's like that. cool. But yeah. they they started just by coming. They uh, him and his wife Jermaine came and saw Dust at, and he was like, oh wow, a fan. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. He 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 lived in Wallingford, my yes, hometown. Yeah, and I would hear about that. Hilton Valentine lives here. Yeah, like oh that's cool. I never saw him. Yeah, but it would be like you know, Hilton Valentine was playing tennis. Hilton Valentine was at the, at the stop a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hilton Valentine was, he was People peeing. People magazine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's cool. It was truly mind-blowing when 
we saw him at one of the, the first time we saw him at a dust hat show. Brian's like, oh, that's Elton Valentine. And was, yeah, and I was like, or we had this one gig that was booked on um, Super Bowl Sunday. And it was like a Sunday buzz. And we we're and like, I didn't, I don't know about sports. I didn't know it was Super Bowl sure. Sunday. And then, of course, I like, I was like, oh, nobody's going to be here. Right. So we're the more the morale was down, I would say. And then all of a sudden, you know, our second song, Kid Congo just perches up yeah. a chair like like stage side. Oh, just, really? like, just just like watching us. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> so, That's heavy. Yeah. He's still on the scene? No, he moved to Tucson with his uh with his husband. Okay. So yeah. But yeah. uh we, you know, chat from afar. Or something That's like that. cool. Yeah. You guys still doing that thing? I came to your thing once. Yeah, I sort of inherited his. So he had a night called Sex Beat where he played all 45s. Yeah. Like punk and new wave uh, stuff, early rock and roll, soul. Cool. And so I do it now. It's called Shake and Vibrate. Oh, that's cool. And how often is that? Uh, once a month. I had like a residency in June, which was cool because it kind of got Cafe 9 up and running. Yep. And I had never had a thing that was, first of all, on a Thursday and every Thursday. So it was like a scene and it was getting jam-packed like, and it was a little nerve wracking the first, the first night there because it was like, oh, are people going to wear masks? And I was like, oh, I guess not. And it was just like, oh, well, man. let's see how the vaccines. And I'm, I've been fine. So sure, um, yeah. that's a good sign. But yeah. um, yeah, it's once a month now, and uh, I got some guest DJs coming up, and uh, cool. all it's vinyl. an amazing thing. Yeah, all vinyl, and it's like, I mean, New Haven, regardless, like needs an alternative night, but I yeah. really feel like it's it's a good way of like getting people to know like, wow, like there is like movable music that is not just drum machines. Right. And I'm not competing with that. I'm just, I'm staying within this era and, and of this style of songs that I think are almost baked into our DNA, but we don't know it. Right. And we hear it. We're like, what is yeah, this yeah, song? Yeah. Oh my, yeah. you know, like I didn't know like Biz Marquis, you know, just a friend is actually like a, a Freddie Scott song. I didn't know that. And I played it. Sunday wow. and it blew people's minds. Oh, that's like, wild! Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bismarck, yeah. he he knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. oh, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I could I could get into that. Yeah, yeah. I got I got to now. I got to start showing up. I showed up at least once. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, why not? Yeah, final tearing it up. It's yeah, cool. and mostly forty five. Wow, forty five again. Well, you play it at 33 speed. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when we get yeah, you, older. Yeah, yeah you can, you're allowed to <laughs> yeah. play a 33. Yeah. You can yeah. play an LP, but it's got to yeah. be at 45. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Wow. Ma- imagine if you could ever do that. Come up with a set that's everything at 45. There's cool people in Brooklyn that do that, I think. <laughs> wow. If you ever listen to like uh, Turn, 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 I think, by the birds. Uh, oh, you uh, mean uh, reverse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, it's amazing. Cool. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah, it's like really slow. Oh wow! Me guitar and have to check that out. that's funny. Wow, that's kind of cool. But once again, it's like kind of like like there's like this. I don't want to say it's a secret world because it's it's available. But like if you dig deep enough, you're like, wow, all these like you just talked about the Beatles covers. Like, I don't own the record, but the Donnay's Devil in His Heart is amazing. Sure, yeah, amazing track. And like, so I play a lot of stuff like that that people are like, wait, I thought, yeah, I know, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. And it's not just to, you know, blow people's minds. It's to get people dancing and also just, just a space for people to meet and talk. And it, it yeah. not be top 40 or uh, what they're kind of accosted by in CVS. Or, you know, it's like something that's out of the way that's not on a playlist and it's not mm. obvious. So. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah. I used to think, I don't know if it's still like this, but when I was young, I grew up in Wallingford. 
New Haven was cool. Mm-hmm. Like it was cool. Yeah. Like there was something going on that you didn't know about. That's what New Haven was to me. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that you're still making it, you know, that you could go there and and get your mind blown and learn something that you didn't know from somebody cooler than you is to me what New Haven is supposed to be about, used yeah. to be about I when think, I was growing up. I think it takes a while to like unlock. Uh, like I was just there like for the first couple of years just checking stuff out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, like Dave Schneider and the Zambonis. Like, what is this? Or mm-hmm. Tom Hearn and Big Fat Combo. What is this? Yep. Or Gary Mezzo and Bronson Rock. Like, what is this? Or like yeah. Tom Smith. He drums in all these bands. Like, what's this about? Mm-hmm. And then you sort of start to see like there was Ron's place. Like this scene has always existed. Right. Yeah. And um, it just goes on and on and on. And we're just, uh, I'm just so grateful that like Cafe Nine exists. So yeah, that can be like the home base for it. Oh hell yeah! And you're you guys are like the next chapter, the new chapter. Yeah, which along be. with a bunch of other bands, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, hopefully it'll always be there'll be people. Yeah inspired by you guys and it has such a different like you know i don't have that much experience in the new york scene but i don't think it's as stylistically different i don't think it's as intergenerational i don't think that it's it's people who are doing it for the sake of art not to like you know right get more instagram followers or get a contract or whatever they think making it or a career is right you know it's just doing what you think is cool yeah you, you want to do it yeah yeah i was always that way i had um i was into djing um, like, you know, around the turn of the century, but I would, I would do that. I would play c- like cover band gigs and bring my DJ rig. And as soon as like we were done playing, boom, I would start putting stuff on that I wanted people to hear <laughs> yeah. and then started doing that more, you know, doing those gigs. Cause I was just, was like, you know, I don't play sublime cover <laughs> tunes. And then as soon as the break came, I'd be like, this is what I really want to play. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely get that, that. That thing of like wanting to turn people onto something. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You know. Keep it going. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know if this is a, I don't want to, I try never to, because I'm old. So I never want to, I, I try to steer conversations or my own uh, thinking away from the way it used to be, because I, I don't want to be the old, the old guy. But I always think that there used to be a time when I was growing up when musicians were cooler than normal people. <laughs> And you look to them. So, you know, you would go to a gig and you'd be like, okay, the, they're going to show me something that I've never seen or that I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, we all became bros. <laughs> and like the musicians just play what you know and they know and everybody knows it. And they go, okay, no one's uncomfortable and we're cool. Mm-hmm. It's like you're supposed to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Don't you think? I just feel like. We used to look at musicians as the cool guys, and now they're just here to serve us, just like give us what we know. Oh, but that's and, not, I don't think Jeff or I have that kind of view, right? No, no well, you, you're so, the cool guys. Think, I'm just saying, I'm like. Saying some people have that view, you know, more than should, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. I'm just yeah. saying that, you know. It's, Come here, play these songs I want to hear. I don't want to think. I don't want you to show me anything. I'm just. I'm just here to no party. new songs. Yeah. No just new play the hits, yeah. man. <laughs> well, that I, I have play this, what I know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I have the, I have this thing. I always think about like I wish there was a way to sell bits to comedians because I have this bit of like there was at some point in history, somewhere in history, Leonard Skinner was at a gig and they said we have a new song we'd like to play for you called Freebird and someone's like no. <laughs> 
Yeah, Play, exactly. give me three steps. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah, like yeah, everything sure. was totally, original right, right. at some point. Yeah. You know, Zeppelin played Stairway to Heaven and people were yeah. like, the hell's this? It's too long. Weren't they playing the Lemon song? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's too long. Sounds like spirit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> Got that right. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. If that's not danceable, I'm saying play yeah. bust that out. I know. Yeah. At the oh, gig, yeah. people would be like, "This isn't Zeppelin." <laughs> that's at like you know, your head shop or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. All right, that's cool. So, how many? Who else is in your band? Give them shout outs or whatever. We got a uh, Dan Soto who plays the bass and sings uh, some lead vocals as well. Okay. And Rob Ruby, who plays the drums and also uh, sings. He does a lot of backing vocals. He did some lead vocals at our Very good. most oh, recent show. Oh, and um, yeah. Yeah, that's you guys. That's us. Yes. How long you been together? Since 2016, I think. That sounds oh, about okay. right. Yeah, 2016, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I uh, was living in like a New Haven mansion, so I had a free basement. Nice. And so, you know, Jeff and I knew we wanted to get something started. And you're like, now's the time we got the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I met Rob at like a cookout. And I was like, you know, I just think men should be in bands like they are in softball leagues. Wow. (laughs) That's cool. And and, and he agreed with me. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And then I was like, Jeff and I like tried it out. Like we invited him over and we were like, Oh man, we have never played with a drummer like this. Ever. Oh really? Oh yeah. So he's yeah. the he's the thing that made it happen. I mean, he's also like our arranger. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's okay. Like, like you know, like he really he can pick up any instrument. He's amazing. Oh wow, he'll and write he can harmony figure parts. Out the chords to any song. Oh really? So he's out. the he's dude. Full of he's ideas. musically yeah. Uh, very musical. gifted. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. So you're lucky to get that going. Oh yeah. 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 And he really like that, you know, the drummer drives the ship. If you're only to. a rock and roll band is only as good as their drummer. And that's why we're good is because of Rob Ruby. Hey, that's cool. He's definitely whipped us into shape. You yeah. Know? Like me and Brendan basically just know the basics and, uh, right. He's always showing us new chord voicings. Oh, really? Yeah. Jazz diminished chords. chords yeah. Whoa. All that stuff. Yeah. Wow. So. wow. Which I got to say, I, uh, I always like poo-pooed like you know anything that wasn't like a cowboy chord or a bar chord sure you know there's I, I ran into joe flood during the pandemic and he was t- telling me about how like he uh did a writing session with dan baird mm-hmm. and dan baird like he like joe flood tried to have like a nine chord in there and he goes oh no no money chords in this song no money chords yeah and so i always like yeah no money chords like no complicated bridges like let's just make it easy and yeah. then i took a guitar lesson with uh, many guitar lessons over zoom with Johnny Spampanato over the pandemic. Oh boy. And yeah. he's like, man, Brendan, like it's all about the chords. Yeah. I know these chords. And he showed me these chords that are like mangling your fingers. And I would like write them down. And like, yeah, right. he showed me this thing called the hell chord, which like big Al uses. And you know what that is, Dave, big the hell chord, a lot of hell chords, <laughs> more than one. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't play guitar, so I wouldn't know, yeah. but I might yeah. recognize it. Yeah, yeah, Johnny, NRBQ, and we could talk about that forever. Yeah. Of course. Good Lord. When I turned 21, they were the first band I went and saw. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. It was like, cool. boom. I couldn't wait. I was waiting. Yeah. Because I was, uh, I, my sister's nine years older than me, and for, by some fluke, like, she went to Southern. I was at home. I was probably, you know, if I was 11 or 12, she was 21. And NRBQ was real big in New Haven at that time. So she had their record. So I 
used to listen to her records when she wasn't around and thought that it was as good as anything else I was listening to. So I just mm. accepted it as a thing. Yeah. And then I realized looking back how lucky I was. I was like, that's, yeah. the, it's the best stuff yeah. ever. Just insane musicians and those songs, the, the like greatest. Beatles songs. And it's yeah. just, it's amazing. But yeah, we're super, to get back to it, it's like, you know, to have somebody like Rob in the band that really pushes us and also focuses us too. It's like, you know, like, oh, oh really? the song shouldn't do this or let's not do that. <laughs> or, you know, like, or let's, we did this thing another week. I have a recording of it. Let's work on that or, you know. Yeah. So it keeps you in line. A little bit. I would say so. Definitely. I and think I, we all and get, Dan like, does as well. Maintain Dan's the focus. Always yeah. got the bass players got fantastic ideas and you know, like a big uh musical knowledge. So So there's no like real leader. It's not like one guy not in the other really. Guy. I mean, really? I suppose I threw everyone together and I I take care of some of the administrative stuff, but there's no like this is my song, you play it this way. Yeah, right. right. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty democratic. Yeah, well, that's cool. That's Even cool. the arguments are democratic. I mean, if it's interesting, I mean, we've all we've never like been on the crux of throwing away a song and somebody saying like, "No, it's good." Like, if it stinks, we know it stinks and we'll move on. You know? Oh, like, really? Yeah. yeah if yeah, it doesn't yeah. work, for we all sort of times. feel it. Like, you know, that's kind of cool. I there hasn't so. been much. I mean, some covers, some songs that we're trying to work on. Like, yeah, this isn't landing. Right. You know, not happening. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So yeah, we have an EP out, and uh, and then we also have a full length, which came out kind of during the pandemic. Okay. And uh, we did those both with Chris Ruggiero, uh, who now has a fantastic brewery in Bridgeport, Connecticut, with his brother, Berlinetta Brewing. Oh, yeah? All Pilsners, or all light beers, I should say. No IPAs. Okay. And um, we did the first one at his studio, Gold Coast Studios, and then we did the second one at Tarkin Studios in Bridgeport, Connecticut, okay. owned by Peter Cadis. Cool. So we're yeah, like the know. national recorded in Kurt Vile and mm. Sigur Ross and yeah, right. It's the big secret place in Dust Bridgeport. Hat recorded there now. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Now yeah. Dust Hat's been there. <laughs> the house was formerly owned by a cult. You know. Oh, cool. cool place. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Which cult was that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Peter Green cult. Yeah. Oh, Whoa! Yeah. Imagine that. The Peter Green cult. Wow. Yeah, that's that's wild. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I am now you got me thinking about cults. I don't know if this is an interesting story or not. I have no idea. Do you know? Do you know Vic Steffens? Do you know Vic? No, I, I know of him. From, all right, you so know. you know of Vic. Yeah, um, Vic was my drum teacher when I was young, and then he started producing. And there was a studio in Bridgeport. I wish I could remember what it was. Probably Connecticut Recording Studio in Bridgeport. But and he would take me to his sessions. You know, he'd just be, I you know, come and hang out for the day. And I was this kid. And I got trapped one, at one point. He they he was in the control room, and the band was in the main room. And I ended up on the far side when they were doing takes, so I couldn't walk through. <laughs> and I was in this abandoned uh, Bridgeport building, so I just started kind of poking around the building. And I'm going down the stairs. We were like on the third or fourth fourth floor. I'm going down the stairs and going down the stairs and just kind of checking out empty abandoned rooms. And I get to this one corner completely unaware i look around the corner and there is a room full of naked people standing there oh man i just looked around the corner and saw flesh and i just ran they were silent naked people i just a room full That's of flesh crazy. and and i ran you know down the hall and then i just said that can't be and you ever see that where you're just like 
I have to go look again. I can't believe what I've seen. And I go up to the doorway and peek around the corner, and it was a room full of mannequins for some for some reason. I don't know why, but that's I just a, I just so saw creepy. flesh and yeah. and I I instantly thought cult. Wow, you know, yeah, like yeah. It, that's what reminded me. I just said, "It's a cult." I don't know what they're doing. They're silent or whatever. Yeah. And then I, when I finally made it back in, I told Vic, and he goes, "Oh, the mannequins. Yeah, we that's somebody got rid of a bunch of them, and we <laughs> we went when we went through the building. We all we put them in one room. Yeah. But that freaked <laughs> me out. I just was like, you know." This is what recording's about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cults, yeah. Cult, yeah. Cult, yeah. naked, yeah. naked, yeah. naked, yeah. naked, 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 silent cults. Yeah. You know, just yeah. Yeah. creepy, uh, totally creepy. Um, can we talk about your filmmaking? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I started um, mm, making funny movies with Jeff and yeah, high school. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So you were in on it too? Oh, yeah. Wow. But I mean, this was amp super amateur. Jeff's this was, uh, one of the greatest uh, actors of our time. As evidence, I, I wouldn't a say recent <laughs> uh, promo really? video we did with another band. Wow, I think he's very good. He's very emotive. I'm funny. He's looking. funny. He's really, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're all funny looking. <laughs> so that got me sort of started in sort of digital vis- video classes in the Town Tech program. Give that a shout out, Dave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, wow. And then. Um, like I've I pushed the limits of the school. Like I, I, I like would be after school like defrag defragging a computer trying to get like a thirty minute like video off the class. Like nobody was doing that. They were making like one minute things. And I was trying to make these big. Oh really? Like, so yeah. you were already just like I got to figure out what I can. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. So um, then I went to Hampshire College, and you know that that school really taught me. Like I mean, even to this day, it just taught me how to get like art art projects uh, off the ground and okay. running and done. Wow. And then, uh, so I, my first film was I Need That Record. I made it in 2008. I went actually kind of halfway cross-country road trip with uh, Jeff and Andrew. And Marino. Andrew Marino. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Cool. And we went to all these record stores yeah. and, like, Chess Records and all these different places. Nice. And I just didn't like the way the press was like, yeah, it's over. Oh, well. Yeah, right. And I was like, what? Like, why would you just, like, yeah. surrender the flag here? Like, I, just, I really yeah. didn't understand it. So... Um, and you were right because yeah, it's not well. Record store days shortly came after that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know now people have like real pride in it. And um, you know, I just asked like I had like a dream list of people I wanted to interview, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because I wrote out this list, and then like half the people are in I Need That Record, and then the other half are in Danny Says. Kind of like I remember writing Iggy Pop on the list. I knew I would never get him for Whoa. I Need That Record, but like I, he was on list wow you know so you already had the list i was manifesting yeah wow all right we'll get to that let's go <laughs> so, one at a time so. that's awesome so i mean that did like really well i mean i released the trailer and that was like up on pitchfork before the film was even like made or before i even graduated it was like a thesis film at hampshire okay so um and then you just said well let me just let me see if i can get this to yeah. happen i mean the other thing is like record express was like that was our touch zone to yep. like outside of Portland. I mean, I don't mean mm-hmm. just like being in Middletown. I mean, no, like I know. to the world outside. Like, oh yeah, yeah. People being like, you ever hear this band called The Damned? Or, oh yeah. Like, you ever hear MC the MC5? Five, yeah. And we're like, what? Like, oh yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. internet wasn't really totally live. Yeah. I know. Like Napster came like when we were maybe seniors in high school or something. Like okay. That. 
And even then, it seems shady. To, yeah, you yeah. need someone that really knows to kind of shape you. You don't, you don't want to go out into the wild. And yeah, just no. pick up anything, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get trust, into trouble. Trust yeah. an algorithm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, that's, that's how I grew up. You know, because I'm older than than you guys. Yeah, that was it. The records. So we had Merle's Record Rack in uh, Wallingford. Yeah, yeah. That was my joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just yeah. You would walk in and he- and hear something. And Record Express used to. I, I didn't grow up around here, but when I been teaching here for 20 years. I used to go down there. And who was, he was in the flick. Who's that dude? Ian. Oh, yeah. 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 And he even still blew my mind in the, in the very end. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I would drop in there. And every time I dropped in, I'd be like, what is this Mm. that he was playing? Always. 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 Yeah. Yeah, He turned me on to, um, I think the one of the, would probably never remember, but kind of got me into reggae. I heard, some some reggae thing that I loved, and I was like, "What is this?" He's like, "This is Mikey Dread, like you got to get into this," mm-hmm. and that started a thing that I'm still on because of that one <laughs> yeah, just walking that's in. Amazing, yeah, it's amazing. It's the way it, the way it used to be, and yeah. he was so like like a I don't know patient or kind because we were like yeah. 13, 14 years old, yeah. and he would yeah. spend all this time talking to us and yeah. showing us stuff. Yes, yeah. And it's the way people it used don't to do be. that anymore. I know it's the way yeah. it used to be. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. Is he still around? I think so. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I ran into him a couple of years ago in Middletown at an yeah. ice cream place. Yeah. Froyo. Okay. So he's still around. Yeah. No, that was, you know. I, I'm, he used to be roommates with Ed. Okay, Ian used to be roommates with, that's right, with Ed Macenti, who teaches here. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, no, that's the way it was. You go yeah. go to the record store and check it out. Yeah, we had one. Yeah, we used to, I used to go to, oh, man, we're going to go to Cutler's. Yeah. In New Haven. That was like big time. I yeah. go to Cutler's. Yeah. 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 Those are the days. Mm-hmm. It's the way it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see other music? Did you see that flick? They asked. Uh, yeah. They asked me to direct that. And I, I said, uh, I said, I already made my record store movie. But I, I did a bunch of the interviews. For the oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I missed that. Because yeah. they, uh, they, um, uh, cool. Paloma and Rob, uh, the, the, the filmmaking duo, moved to Los Angeles, and okay. so they said, "Can you fill in?" I mean, I didn't do that many, but I did some, mm. and um, it was fun to be a part of. I said, yeah. "Like I'll help in any way I can." I just I'm not going to direct because I don't want to. I don't want to be the record store film guy. Yeah, right. You know, right. I mean, you I loved did. other music. I mean, that's like another chapter in my life, like being in New York and mm-hmm. oh, I'm on East Sixth Street. Oh, there's other music. Let me go walk in and like always having my mind blown by what's over the speakers. Yeah, like, me too. Or just like what's in the shop. Like I don't know any of this stuff, and like you know what's the context. Like you know, yeah. Well, the movie tells that whole story. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a thing. I was in a band down there, and I would just wander over there, and I didn't know. I just never really thought about it. I thought maybe they, it was a chain. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would wander in and realize like, okay, I'm not at this level. Let me just take a look and then <laughs> regroup and then come back. And go, yeah, Let me right. see it what's is going like, it's on. overwhelming. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. And But yeah, I would buy things and hear things. But I thought, you know, naively that I was the only one having that experience. And then when I saw the flick, I go, that's the kind of joint it was. Yeah, right. it wasn't like... Come on, John. You're not this cool. It, w- it wasn't like that. It was no. like everybody was kind of like, "Where am I? How do yep. I orient myself?" Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't understand the <laughs> in out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm working my way through um, the flick. I, you know, of course, 
freeze-framed and wrote down every song that was in the soundtrack, and I'm uh-huh. just trying to find everything. Yeah. Because it was mind-blowing. Yeah. It's like stuff I never heard. Yeah. One thing after another, after another, after another. Yeah. But yeah. They just came out with like a vinyl soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Look out for it. To check that out. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, So you made that flick, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, so uh, Red Squirrel from my hometown was yeah. in that flick yeah. too. I was there cool. today. Oh, were you really? I bought a Hound Dog Taylor record. Okay. The House Rockin' one. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the wrong record was in it. So. Oh, so, no. That never happens, oh. by the way. I'm not like, you know, in Red Scroll, I was like, oh, come in, just exchange it. So, but I was hoping I would find it in like the Albert, it was Albert Collins' Cold Snap. So I was like, if I just find Albert Collins' oh, Cold yeah. Snap, right, right. it's got to be in there. Yeah. It wasn't in there. And I was like, man. Oh. So, um, oh, no. I'll get it another time. I have it on CD, but, you know, that's that, yeah. that's like my favorite blues record. Oh, really? House Rockin' by uh, Hound Dog Taylor. And the, I don't know he had six one. fingers. Real is that a fact? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know wow. that. Yeah. Wow, that guy can move he can play some chords. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the hell chord. Yes, yeah, yeah. the sixth finger. I did not know that. Sixth yeah. finger, sixth. Yeah. Whoa, that's heavy. So um, wow. So anywho, yeah, um, they like expanded. Uh, it's amazing in there. It's yeah, I, I've been unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, good for them. That's cool. Price is fair. Josh oh, yeah. and Rick and all the employees. So nice. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a mainstay now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Red Scroll, definitely. Trying to think what other joints were around. It doesn't matter you because you know them all. Like I'm not going to tell you anything you don't remember. But yeah, I, I made. I need that record. And during that, I had interviewed um, Danny Fields uh, mm-hmm. through my college girlfriend and her grandmother. Her okay. grandmother used to go to ballet and play backgammon with him. Oh, really? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and she's like, you have to meet him. And I was like, you know, like I, I don't know. Like, I'm not like a, I wasn't like, I didn't know a ton about the Ramones. I mean, I knew like enough. Yeah. But I was like a huge Stooges fan, like big Stooges fan. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I'll meet him. And then I had no idea. Like he did the Beatles, you know, more popular than Jesus thing. And he's pulling out the issue the first can't. time I meet him. And I just was like, I thought like it would be an interview and we go out to dinner and that was it. And then I got heard from mutual people that like he wanted to hang out. So anytime I went to New York, I'd go hang out with him. And then we had him up to Thurston Moore's house. And he did like a little interview at a bar with him. And Wow. Um, and Danny was like, he just sort of knew. like <laughs> It would be like unprompted. And he would just tell me the, the complete year of 1973 of like putting all the Stooges like expenses on his credit cards, you know, as they got rejected from Electra to try and finance raw power and get it through. God almighty. That's crazy. Just amazing stuff. And I thought like, it doesn't even have to be me. Just somebody has to like preserve the way this guy tells stories, preserve everything. And I'm just so glad that it happened. Yeah. At what point did you, were you like, this could be, this could be a flick right here. Like, I'm going to put this together. Like um, a, when I knew it would like, yeah. When, you, when like, you, when you were like, there must've been the moment when you said, Danny Fields, I'm going to tell this story. I mean, kind of. It was always like, I think when I asked him, I was like, if you ever need help with your memoirs or God forbid right. you want to make a documentary, like, let me know. And he was, he was actually, yeah, actually, I think. Uh, and I was like, oh. And he's like, yeah, you know, I have this this friend, Justin, and, you know, I'll put you two together because it's good to have two heads on this. And yeah. he'll maybe write a, a book. And I think Justin's still working on it. And, um, you know, you'll do the film. So we did all the interviews together. And 
were you looking to do a next film or you just live in life and then just said, I was just sort of living life in like one door opens another kind of thing. And I I knew I was probably going to move to New York, but that was like the clincher. I was like, okay, well I definitely got to move to New York for this. Yeah. Right. And then like, honestly, a lot of it was just going through those audio tapes and the, the archive, which is just insane. That's unbelievable. A lot of that is uh, most of it's at uh, Beinecke library. So you can go and um, request a box and look through stuff. Wow. I don't even think you really, I mean, you should be a researcher, but you can just say you're researching. Wow. Something. I think, I think that they've lacked the restrictions. I mean, it's very uptight and security and all that, but um, you want to go look through stuff with gloves. It's a fun thing to do. Really? Yeah. That sounds interesting. I never, yeah. would never think of that. Yeah. I I watched, um, I watched Danny says last night Mm -hmm. um, again, Mm -hmm. because I mean, I'm not want to embarrass you, but you know how I felt about it. Cause I went and found you when I first saw it. I That's just right. was, yeah. because I mean, you know, I'm, I like to think I'm the audience, your audience. I mean, I'm a, a total geek. And when I saw this, th- that flick, I was like, yeah, this story needed to be told. Oh, thank you. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I actually forgot cause I hadn't seen it in a while. I saw it mm. a few times at first. And then I watched it last night and I even forgot. I was like, oh, that's right. He was involved. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, the Leonard Cohen thing. Mm-hmm. I, it's amazing. Yeah, it's very brief in the film. But yeah, that was how many yeah. things. Yes, yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. And like when well, so I'll, let, I'll let Jeff tell the story. But like when Jeff met him, you could relay what you said to him at, at uh, <laughs> Partners. I think. Oh, yeah. It was something oh, along the lines of like just I mean, I don't think he realized it, but how responsibly was for like shaping people's lives you know that's what i'm thinking everything i'm like like, we're living in his world yeah that's exactly what it was and um i don't know how much of our lives have changed because of things he's done it's a new you can't even yeah yeah i mean stooges mc5 alone for the two of us is like oh yeah sure as teenage boys yeah Yeah. wanting to rock that was like a huge and for him to be at the helm of that you know crazy and it was cool like uh you know, being, you know, friends with Brendan and watching this whole story develop. Like, oh, I, you know, I met this guy, Danny Fields. You got to hear this story. And then hearing all these little stories and kind of piecing it together and then seeing like the first cut of the film and just Whoa. my mind exploding. Like, it's wow. Like everything. The way, yeah. And the way he put it together and, you know, tells the whole story. Right. It's so good. You know, yeah. yeah. Really good. Takes a village. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, whatever it takes. Yeah, that is, that's a, a, a great one. Yeah. For the 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 big, the the top shelf. That's a top oh, yeah. shelf one oh, for sure. You. Oh, yeah. no yeah. doubt about it. Definitely. And 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 enjoy. I mean, whatever. I'm not gonna. But enjoyable. I I didn't forget. But it's not just info. But it's a compelling, the whole thing with the with the animation and the whole everything everything yeah. about it. I wanted it so to be good. a film that like. Uh, you know, the diehards would really love, but also somebody who had no idea could also enjoy. And right. the best compliment at film festivals and screenings was inevitably I'd have a couple and it'd either be the girlfriend or the boyfriend and they'd say, geez, I really did not want to come see this film tonight because I don't like any of this music. I don't know anything about it, but that <laughs> was a great movie. Yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. That's like the best compliment. You right. Know? Because you yeah. saved the relationship potentially. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah. Yeah. That, that would be, yeah, I would be happy yeah. to have made something like that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So good. Um, so 
did you uh what was the most did you did you interview iggy pop yeah wow that must have been heavy yeah it was because like the first the first question i forget what we said like what did you want to be when you grow up or something like that <laughs> and sure. he starts and it's like you know they, they people talk about like there's jim and there's iggy i mean this this okay. wasn't a performance but this was like he's gonna be interview iggy right mm. So he's starting and I start to check like it'd be like if I just reached over and grabbed one of these dials here just to yeah. check the levels and he stops and he looks at me like, Uh-oh. are you ready to go or am I like wasting my time here? Like, 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 I, oh, no. And I saw that look because and I'm not like I'm not bragging or anything. Sure. But like I, I, you know, there was one show up in uh, all tomorrow's parties in upstate New York. OK. That he did the full Raw Power album and I was on the side stage filming him. And I got to see that same look, him giving that same look to like Mike Watt and the band and like Scott oh, no. Ashton. Like it's the same look. Like, what the hell are Uh-oh. you doing? You're like, like I gotta know, get like, it together right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So it was like that. Like, so I always felt like a, this like ping of adre- adrenaline, like, oh shit, like I don't want to screw this up. And um yeah, it was uh and like I you know, that's like when I mean it's always kind of like nerve wracking when you have like an interview like that and you're like, Oh no, like it's on tapes. Like, yeah, right. Like what about the tapes in the airplane or like what about magnets or like oh <laughs> you God. know like like you know oh, you're like freaking no. out you with hard oh by the way yeah. i never press record oh yeah exactly. <laughs> so but oh. it was it was overwhelming and like people forget like he's five two really and oh, and he has he has like yeah. a crooked stance um one leg is longer than I the did. other so yeah. when he's leaning in pictures it's not to look cool it's like that's wow that's what it's, i never what knew that i, I heard it was from a stage diving accident but i don't know i mean for it to be that like, could have been has, anything he has yeah, one sandal been. that's like significantly larger than the other when he puts them on at the, wow. at the house whoa and, i didn't uh, know that i didn't realize he was that short. I'm sorry. I don't know how else to yeah. say it. I don't want him to. <laughs> yeah. But a you lot don't of want to get that look. Next Think of all those too. guys. Prince, all those British guys. Mm. Mm. It's true. Yeah. British invasion guys. Mm. You know, they're all kind of tiny. Yeah. I guess, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, mm. for the most part. Yeah. Huh. The photographic lens does wonders sometimes. Yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. Was that the most nerve-wracking interview, Iggy Pop? I mean, for, for like nerve reasons, but like, no, I mean like the, <laughs> the you, you know, I mean, I mean like, like the most laughable one was Paul Morrissey who spent more time. He, he was Andy Warhol's filmmaking partner. Sure. He spent more time with the release form than he did with us. And I just remember his assistant was so nervous and he was like, um, are there chairs for these boys? And he goes, there's no chairs to give. And this is on like this Upper East Side, like right, right. you know, incredible art everywhere, and there's plenty of chairs, and like he just, he was just so, uh, he just was, I don't know, just a curmudgeon. Oh well, irascible. Yeah, well that's all right, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Th- so there's stuff like that, or there's like, you know, uh, driving with a cab driver who's it's his first drive ever in new york and in a cab and it's pouring rain and you're like five minutes till judy collins interview Ooh. and you almost leave your phone in the car like like, like, yeah. like there's stuff like that like you remember oh. certain things or like you know interviews that you don't what kind of look does judy collins whip out on you that's what <laughs> oh it was she... fine she was we were not late at all imagine if she was the worst uh, no she was you know amazing I mean? she was one of the best um <laughs> But um, yeah, there was just every interview for that was just, just unbelievable. 
Yeah. Um, because, you know, like it's like I didn't go to like grad school or I didn't, uh, I was still learning. Like I was in my early 20s. So mm-hmm. to like hear these people's experiences and hear their perspective was just like, you know, you're going to Record Express in Middletown. Now you're going to New York and hearing all these stories. Dude. And you're just, right. you know, these are people who like really live the true bohemian life and yeah. sought out all the stuff that all three, four of us here yep. always look for, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's a true romantic story. Mm-hmm. That's what I was watching. I was like, wow, this movie's taking you right through mm-hmm. one of the coolest, the coolest stories, all the places that you wanted to be. Like yeah, that. I always say he lived like the best life of the last half of the 20th century. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, um, there was something that was, I, I, you know, well, you know him. I, you know, obviously I don't know him, that I thought it was incredibly profound when I don't remember what exactly the context was, but his thing was just like, instead of living a life, our thing is we're watching lives being living and that's our life. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of everything that's post. I don't know where the where the line would be, but everything that's post. Velvet Underground, maybe mm-hmm. like where the line I, would be. Yeah, sure. Realize that's where we are. Yes. Yeah. It, you know, in a way. Right. Yeah. Like wow, he said it. You know, that's what we're what we're doing. We're kind of like looking at what what it all was or what it all is. Well, it's happening more and more now. I mean, look, you got this podcast. Dave has got this podcast studio. It's like easier for people to do and realize right. their own dream. Whereas I think like growing up, it seemed like impossible. That like Jeff yeah. and I could have a, a impossible, band. Yeah. Impossible. We could ever impossible, play anywhere. Right, like, right. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, you know. now you're like, yeah, yeah, we got the thing. Yeah. yeah just a couple emails and, you know. That's so why I told Iggy rehearsals. just to chill. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what's uh, next film wise? Uh, oh. I don't know. You don't I mean, know. I it's you did the thing where like you pitch a bunch of things mm-hmm. and obviously like you have like ideas and um there's a bunch of things in the works but there's nothing. Basically it's you know there's sort of this falsehood that there's like a lot of money in documentary. And sure. I, you know I made some money off Danny says but not right. not enough to live. I mean right. it's not a box office smash. Right, I'm not Michael Moore or Morgan Spurlock, or you right. Know. It's not like people think so, well, you're just sitting around waiting for your next. Project. But people, and and you know this, and you know people like this. Like when you're in like Rolling Stone or you're in New York Times, people assume, sure. well, he's made it, and like his career started, and he must be making like bank. Right. <laughs> it's well, not, I mean, even in the new Sparks documentary, they're talking about how like they're in some like on the front page of this magazine and they maybe have number one in some European country and they, they have to use um, food stamps. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. so, so yeah. it's like, you know, rather than uh, me trying and just, I've seen enough Bohemian lives that won't compromise and they're just trying to slog it out. And I, I, that's not really, that's not what I want to completely do with my life. And like I can make art and do things on my own terms and I got to say, like, you know, film is great, but, um, I, I mean, I, we didn't start this band until we were, like, 30. Right. So, yeah, like, it's a different okay. thing, and, like, it's, I mean, we have an audience, but, like, it's for us. Yeah, like, right. This, right. Is, this is the record I want to hear. Right. And, right. like, wow. I love that, and I love the collaborative nature of it, and it's it's such, like, a, a building thing, you know, whereas a film is kind of, like, it feels like a lonely soldier on a lonely path. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. I mean, like, I, you know, when you, 
work with people, you hire them. Okay. So it's not like like a band, like a you point. have your own oh, I get skin it. in the game. Right. I get it. You know, and it's right. it's very so much. So everyone has to know the boundaries, how much yes. work am I doing and how yeah. much. And, and yeah. 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 So I hope, but but who knows? Uh, if I make another film, it'll it'll make sense. You know, right, so, right, yeah, right. Well, that's that's interesting. I hope yeah. I hope you do. To be I hope with I you. do too. But it's got to you know the uh, yeah. Show show me the money. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. It just has to be some so I can make live. It worth like it. yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a ton I think of work. People realize how much work you. Put. How I mean, long did you it work? Consumes on? me. I mean, I would like. I need that record. Like I made that in like two years, and I remember the final year. I wake up at nine and go to bed at three. Wow! And not, like nonstop, so yeah, meal yeah. breaks and weekends, hang out with friends a little yep. bit. But yep. and then uh, Danny says was like that was seven years. Wow! And wow. I would transcribe everything. Like I have to do it myself. And it's like I mean, I had some interns, I had some help, I had some sure, you know, and I hired sure. the animators and uh, a few editors and stuff when money was there, but. It's it's like I'm it's like it's like and you just gotta keep yeah. that energy going and everybody's like I mean that's the other thing is like you know what it's like, John when people say, Well what do you do? And you're like, I'm a drummer, I'm a musician, and they're like, Oh yeah. Like yeah, you, you know, yeah, like, like yeah. I got that throughout my entire twenties when I said I'm a filmmaker and people are like, Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. And then they wonder like, Well, is he rich or is he like uh, you know you know, it's the whole I know the CIA secret takedown of artists, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by what's that? What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. It's just my conspiracy. Theory. Oh, really? I, well, you know, I, I I think that like I think that Napster and all digital music was like an affront to like take down the counterculture and take like like the and even the clear channel clear channel takeover of radio was really? just to take down like regional music wow. and the power that it has but now it's back baby we got pro tools we got That's microphones right. we're here in this podcast yeah. studio yeah i mean it's just a thought right. that was something i was toying with like a like That's cia's role in rock and roll film and like so kind of play it up and it's half true and it's half fake and then people mm. don't know what to think like, uh, so they finally won like they were trying to <laughs> take it down Took them a while, but they, they infiltrated like the MC5 and bands and the Black Panther Party in the Oof. in the late sixties. So why? And it right specifically said rock and roll bands. I want to know what rock and roll bands. I mean, we yeah. know yeah. we know John Kerry was in the Electras, but uh, yeah, that's, that's that was his point. own band. Yeah. Yeah. What would be the what would be the what would be the counterculture now? Like it seems like TikTok. I don't know. I, I mean, I sound old. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, what would we re the counterculture represent that needed to be repressed? Because I mean, I can understand in the '60s, you know, right. trying to end Vietnam, and there's protests. Like, we don't. It doesn't seem like. Well, actually, we're both. It's not all really of us a are, united. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's the, many different counter. The politics aren't as inherent. I mean, I think that right. there's like a probably like an anti-capital like subcurrent going under some like what is it like meme culture or <laughs> i don't know it's hard know. to say i mean I, we're both so into our music and art thing that i i i don't so you're saying they're trying to on top of everything yeah. they're trying yeah. to consolidate so you're saying instead of everything so stratified and kind of localized you yeah. think clear channels they're just trying to oh well, the reason why all the people like are like you play this song now I paid three hundred dollars for this Paul That's McCartney what I'm ticket. Saying. He better play "Let It Be." That's what I'm or saying. Or my night is ruined. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I was saying before. There used to be a <laughs> yeah. time when they would just go and be happy in your presence and learn something and, from. And you, you would yeah. say, not that I mean, this is a whole of the conversation because, I mean, I'm down with with um, 
I don't know, whatever you want to call it, alternative music too, but I grew up in classic rock era. Yeah. And like when you really think about it, like, because I, you know, once I kind of, I was old enough to reach that point where I ditched classic rock for punk rock and I was like, no classic rock. <laughs> but then when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute. You just go, you know, like Queen, for example. Yeah. I'm not nuts about, but I like Queen fine. Yeah. But it's like, hey, fellas, I have a song that like in the middle, it's just going to stop and we're going to have bicycle bells. <laughs> and then, it, you yeah. know, it's going to yeah. be this thing. Right. And, and it's like, it's a hit. Yeah. Right. Because people are like down with the ride. They're like, it's Queen. They do whatever they want. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or you're Led Zeppelin. You're like, oh, by the time we get to Houses of the Holy, track two is a ballad. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. You can't do anything about it. It's like classic rock in a way. You got what you got. Right. You trusted the artist. You were like, life's been good to me so far. The whole middle is just going to go burp, 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 for a minute. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, that's what you get. Well, now nobody wants to take any chances. Right. There's no, it's all formulaic. and Right. No risk, no reward. Yeah, it's just trying to recoup whatever they put in. But then oddly, right. But yeah. then when you think about it, I don't, I'm not a Pink Floyd fan, but you just go, oh, oh Dark Side of the Moon whatever the greatest selling record of all time and track two is (laughs) for five minutes that's it and you're like that's pretty Uh, rad like when you think about it you go no one stopped that right right there it is you know i mean i think i think people are smart and people ultimately find the good stuff yeah but but i think that i think that like there's there's stuff that we all four of us know about that we don't know like why do we know about like Britney Spears saga, like, you know, like, right. like, 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 like <laughs> yeah. we know about it. Do we want to know about it? No, no, but Unscathed we know about it. it. Yeah. Like, I think there's a pervasive part of the culture that, that gets in that sort of is programmatic in a way. And like, you know, mm. uh, anywho, <laughs> why do they care that I know about Britney Spears? Mm. Wow. There must be some reason. That might just be a distraction, you know? Yeah. Oh boy. It's yeah. always part okay. of it. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we we probably shouldn't. Right. But we could. <laughs> right? I'm a real fan of I, I like uh Ian Spanonius's books. They're kind of like oh, yeah, half funny great. and half true. I don't he, know who that is. Read uh he was in this band called The Makeup, but read this book. It's uh Supernatural Strategies for to form a rock and roll group. It's great. Oh. It's a very small book. It's okay. so funny. Yeah. Right, There's we'll a beginning up. part with like a seance to Brian Jones. It's okay, but once you get into the thick of it, it's like make inferior music, have a great image. Now the image will get like, and it's and you're like, Whoa. wait, this it is makes true. Sense and, and then he hilarious. has this whole thing. And he's like, the best communication between a band is no communication. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and he has transcripts of the Beatles during Let It Be, or transcripts. I'm of already the ten- in. Yeah, I'm yeah. Oh, it's really I'm fun. Right. He's yeah, got the yeah. thing <laughs> where he says uh, like rock and roll was designed by like the alcohol industry to sell more alcohol. Oh, really okay. Just- <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. All right. All right. You know what? Yeah. Um, maybe. We'll, let's we'll get we're on the lesser third now yes yeah but, but let me get up to speed sure i'll read these these yeah. books and then maybe we'll without getting too crazy yeah 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 because sure. i, yeah, I, I want to know the rabbit hole. i want to yeah, know what yeah. you're talking about <laughs> yeah. I, I do i do i want to know that's awesome um yeah all right so no what's next for dust head is we're gonna yeah we're, we're gonna play a bunch of shows and um in the fall uh hope hope that things are still open obviously Yep. and um probably write new stuff and yeah. take our time with it who's the primary writer everybody everybody comes with ideas yeah 
It's democratic. Right, yeah. Everyone will put in like a, someone will come with an idea and everybody kind of throws in their little part, their little twist or a little bridge or a little. And no communication. Very little. As per the book, you just. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just do it. No, you got to have, you was just saying (laughs) when there really is, whew, it can be confusing and bad i mean think of the terms you use like in a studio like wet or dry yeah or, it's all nonsense like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yes. when you're mixing huh? yeah and mm. some more ver i mean reverb is a real thing but like get it slappy or something yeah right you know like it's just yeah. yeah it's not warm enough yeah 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 i know what you mean i think i know what you mean yeah, um I'm, I'm just trying to imagine if i i have a topic maybe but i don't know i don't know if we should get into it um yeah maybe not maybe for next time sure all right i'll do a mini one i'll do shortly sure do you find i i think about this with bands sometimes like all right take the ramones example so when you first hear the ramones or they enter your world or you enter their world you think it's monolithic you go Mm. they're all doing one thing they're unified they look the same but then when you learn more about it you realize they're off they're trying to make four different records Right. You're like, Johnny's trying to make a punk rock record. Joey's trying to make a Phil Spector record. I'm not sure what Dee Dee's doing, but more Hip-hop. pop. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but the more that the band fragments as they, like, as they continue album to album, you start to see the, they start to become more individuals, and then the whole music scheme gets broader in a way. Mm. I love when that happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right before bands break up, you're like, oh, I'm getting four albums. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. In a, some kind of weird way. Right. Although, by the end of the Ramones, I guess, maybe not so much because Tommy wasn't a force, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. by right. then. But anyway, so maybe that's a, a bunk theory. But Yeah. But um, No, and I think, I mean, we just made this full length. Uh, I mean, I think we're starting. Now we know that we can do that. I think the next effort will be kind of more expansive into yeah, what not? we can each do. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. More anything goes, try to weirder things. styles. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? All right. Weird questions, weirder styles. Um, I guess if whoever wants to go first, uh, I mean, they're not weird questions. They're just, I find this interesting. Um, if you could pick a desert Island album one, is it possible? I don't know if it, yeah, if I, know. I if I had to it would be a Beatles album I think okay I would say yeah it's hard to compete with which that. one are you leaning towards and what stereo or mono I would I probably go an would, important question yeah very important I would go I would probably go White Album just because it's the longest and sure. I love it and sure. it's probably the greatest up there with some of the others and I would go stereo I I think I like the stereo white album a little better than mono one. Yeah. Personally. Mono one is yeah. interesting though. It is weird yep. stuff that you never yeah. heard on yep. other ones before. You don't get the yeah. I've got blisters on my finger. You lose some right. things in the mono you too. Do. So yep. it's a give and take. Yeah. But Yep. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I of course have them both. So. Well, similar along these lines, and Jeff and I heard this album years ago, probably around the same time of year. Uh, probably guided by, by voices. Oh yeah. B-thousand. Oh yeah. That's a that's a good. Say it again. Too. Guided by voices. B thousand. Oh yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, just even like the whole story behind that—that that he's this fourth grade teacher. They're gonna give up. Uh, so he's crazy. Put together yeah. a album of greatest hits of songs, like an odds and sods thing. And yep. He likes to collage and come up with band names, and he's writing all these songs, and then so it gets crazy. sent out 
to a couple, you know, people who can make it happen. And so crazy. And that album, like when we first heard it, I was like, is this like white album outtakes? Like this is, yeah, yeah. Is it has I know. Feel. I did so the same thing. And, and then amazing, it's, yeah. I mean, it really was like, you know, and that's why you love music. Like you find right. this stuff that's like, yeah. Oh my God! I never, yep. never this existed. I remember I had. This How did I live yeah. before? Like <laughs> just discovering guided by voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a feeling. Me, not like I've never heard it. Yeah, I had yeah. the same. Yeah, you're just like what? S- song after song after song after song, and they're all yeah. great. And you never heard of this dude, and they're recorded in the basement. It's like what? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. What you, about you, John? What would your white album? White album. Oh, okay. oh, wow! Nice. Mono yeah. stereo. Uh, probably stereo. Yeah. It's the first record I remember hearing as a kid. Yeah, and it just everything kind of starts from there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, two in agreement here. Yeah, go yeah. figure. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> and yours? It would be B thousand. Yeah, I think B thousand. I always say that that's my favorite. It's kind of like I mean, it's like the White Album. It probably changes from, from year to there. Like you know, sure. I, I really love the replacements. Do sure. they have a great album? Eh, I don't know. Uh, yep. But um, trying to think. Yeah. Who else I love? I mean, if I had to pick a 45, mm. uh, maybe Whole Lot of Woman by The Contours. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know that one. one. Oh, check that out. That okay. Is a, yeah. That is just a guy begging, begging for a lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in, the, in the best way. Mm. Yeah, I don't know get that one. The, uh, what is it? It's a, there's a certain uh, I think it's the regular version because there's a regional version that's yeah. slower. Similar. Oh, really? Two versions, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. So, D, so Detroit. So it's like a Motown thing, but yeah, yep, Tomla, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, okay. I, I want to just tell people out there that sure. I, I always used to think that the stereo mono, who cares, and like, uh, you know, yeah. this, is, this is real nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. But I will say, what changed my mind was if you listen to Axe as Bold as Love, mono, oh yeah, it oh, is yeah. a totally mm-hmm. different yeah. album. It's a totally different band. It's I just, I, I just, that's funny. I just started listening to Axis this week after. I used to like that a long time ago, and I was like, let yeah. me drag that out. Yeah. Or I only heard the stereo. I never heard the mono. Oh, mono, it's mono, like it's Spanish mm, castle yeah. magic, oh, right? Yeah. There's no panning, so it's just like... But In damn, your face, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, so heavy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Axis Bold as Love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big Hendrix fan, but for some reason, that album, yeah, that was the I first one. I think it's his best, I think. Yeah. Is it? Do, is that what people so. think? I yeah. think so. I don't know what people think. I think the I love third it. one people yeah. really It's kind of funny. Yeah. That's what I Yeah, it's kind of silly and Isn't it? Yeah. Whimsical. Yeah. That's kind of what I like yeah. about it. I forgot about um, that one. Random not a random thought, but I would like to just turn and say like you know, it's been cool seeing you do these podcasts cuz I'll see the guests each week and I'm like, I don't know who that person is, but then it's like Jim Cha- Chapeldane, Chapeldane. Yeah, Chapeldane. Yeah. Chapeldane. It's yeah. one of those last names that you read yeah, and sure. you don't really pronounce or think about pronouncing. <laughs> but I see it. I'm like, oh, there he is. And like Rich Dart. And it's like, you know, Connecticut oh, yeah. is like this web. And like I was saying before, it's like when you're young, you think like, ah, oh, there's nothing going on in Connecticut. And it's not. It's like if you dig, mm-hmm. there is like some real deep roots here that go yep. all over the place. I mean, Roger C. Real just made an album with Steve Cropper, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like it's just uh it's just an amazing place and uh I never thought I'd be in my hometown saying that I'm lucky to be in the Connecticut music music scene but yeah. we are. It kind of is yeah. true. And what I think too is I get older although I kind of I came up in um you know cover band world mm-hmm. at first at first. And it's like when you think about 
living in Connecticut, if you go an hour and a half at least in any direction, you're in a completely different market. Mm-hmm. So true, you can yeah. kind of do it. Like if you, I mean, no offense, I have no idea what goes on. In, but like, let's say you live in Des Moines or like I'm, my family's from Pittsburgh. You can just go to Cleveland. Right. That's really it. You can't, there's nowhere to really right. go. It's just downtown or Cleveland, which is like two hours away. But in Connecticut, you know, I used to play in Rhode Island, you know, anywhere from Maine to DC was basically my run. You realize we are lucky in Connecticut because you can, you can play Vermont. You can play, you can play anywhere in new England mm-hmm. and be home that night. Right, if yeah. you really burn it. Right. Which I did. And I got all that playing done just from being in Connecticut. Yeah. And you just think, well, if I was in Des Moines, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Right. That's, you a, know? that's a great point. Oh, it is something to be thankful for in Connecticut, at least, you know, when you think yeah. about it, is access to different, you can right. kind of just... Burp, 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 yeah. burp, burp, and I think know? people's, like, uh, idea of Connecticut is just like, <laughs> they think it's like this posh place with yeah. like, people in sweaters and stuff like right. that. Right. It's not really. I mean, like, you know, I just... I get why New York exists and it's important for people to come from like Des Moines and, and move sure. to New York and find right. their world and find their, that's what all this is about, right? We're talking about how we found our, uh, people say tribe or your, mm-hmm. your people. And that's, that's what it is, at least for people I think who are, you know, think differently or into music or into art or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, I'm just, I'm so lucky. I, I, saw it you know at the time i saw it in new haven i mean like, i talk to people all the time like you have a video store in hamden connecticut you guys play shows there oh dude you know oh yeah oh best video <laughs> yeah yeah it's the greatest yeah. yeah oh yeah it's the best yeah. yeah we are luckier than we think yeah and also we i growing up realizing that we have access to new york city and you can go yes. home at night right. if yeah. you want to yeah. if you burn yeah. it yeah so it's just like yeah you know like you say people come from all over the world to get to new york city and we can go there now right. and be bored and go, oh, this sucks, and then go home. <laughs> Not you find know? a place to park and turn around. Yeah. If you if you <laughs> thought that way, you know, you're good. All right, that's cool. All right. Um, so the one, the one last wacky question. I don't know why I find this interesting. I just always wish when I see these things that people ask this. Uh, if you could eat only one food in the, for the rest of your life, what do you eat? What do you eat at the moment? And you go, I'd be cool if, if it was only this forever. I've, I've thought a lot about this, and it's, it's pizza. Oh, okay. What? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a shocker. I could eat for that <laughs> for that. If I had to pick one thing and that was all I could eat, I would be happy with that. Sure. Hey, right. that's the other thing about Connecticut, too. We're going to get Dean Falcone up here. Is you yeah. don't re- realize growing up here that you're like, oh, our pizza is the best. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's for real. And he's another one that, like, oh, know, yeah. Was, yeah. It goes everywhere. Yes. It goes yeah. to Brian May. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get him up here. We yeah. Make that happen. Um, I've just, that was like one of the huge things I loved was like all his vomitorium mm-hmm. shows. And now I've yep. been a part of so many of those. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Dean's a man. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, he's funny. Um, I used to call, well, I still do actually. I still call him like Yoda. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if there's, if there's something coming out, what's just all things must pass reissue. What's that all about? Call Dean. Yeah. Yo, dude. Yeah, he'll know. Yeah, and he'll know. Why doesn't need to be remastered a fourth time? Yeah, he'll know. Yeah, he'll he'll know the whole thing. Who is working on it? Yeah. 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 No, but Dean, he knows. He's like, yeah, Yeah. call Dean. Just call Dean. Yeah. Find out what's going on. Uh, Food. Yeah. Are you talking like type or it has to be specific? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just, it's not so much the food. It's like, I just, 
I'm curious if anyone else but me has that moment. Like, why? I don't know why. Well, we've think talked that. about it, but about I it. thought that we agreed it was Mexican. Oh, if it was, yeah, if it was going to be like a family of food, a, right, right, right. yeah, know, yeah, Mexican, it would be sure. Mexican. But if it was one yeah. item, I mean, I got food poisoning from it the other day, but I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back in the saddle. Like, oh boy! Like, oh, don't say where. Yeah, 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 don't say where. Yeah. Well, Mexican has the best ingredients. They're yeah. working with the best. I stuff. agree. Yeah. That would be my, that's my pick too. Yeah. Wow, I don't know why I would think I would live in a world where. See, that's the thing is like <laughs> that. Why would you? That's it. I don't know. Supply chains. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You get stuck like this is what we have. What would it be for you? Mexican. Yeah. 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 There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And, Mexican and, pizza at Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Base is covered. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yes. I want Mexican pizza and I don't want to get out of my car. Right. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, I get that could be it. That could be it. Unless you. I'd like to apologize to Ed for uh, making him learn the rain song. To talk about track two of a song. It's oh, the boy. same. Really? <laughs> I bugged him endlessly when I was a teenager. Ooh, and Ed Missenti? Yeah, and oh. he used to come, every time I come in here, and I was like, oh, Jimmy Page is back, wants to relearn his new old stuff. Like, <laughs> like, oh, really? You know. I'd yeah. like to apologize to him for uh, making him listen to Mud Honey. <laughs> oh, boy. I would like. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't imagine what he would have. Yeah, that would be a good one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well. Yeah. Ed was right. He was like, what are you ever going to do with Rain Song? You're not going to get a singer to sing this. You're not going to perform this live. He's and right. Like, hey, he's right, but I got to learn all these crazy tunings and chords right. that like actually were like pretty informative for like just, you know. Sure. Fi- Johnny Spompanato calls it going fishing. Like um, you're going fishing for a chord. You're just making shapes with your hands and trying to find weird stuff. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all those guitar players have that kind of weird, um, you know, they're like Jeff Beck. They don't want you to know what they play and how they play it. Oh, really? I That's find. Oh, yeah, big And they time. want to sound different. They don't want to sound yes. like anyone else. Yeah. I mean, Hilton Valentine won't practice. Baby, let me uh, hold your hand or, or take you home. Uh, the guitar player was like, hey, let me see how you do that beginning intro. And he's like, no. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that is yeah. like some British invasion guitar, like, rules they like don't care like they're no definitely not no well that's kind of i, I, did, so I didn't know that back in the day you know you had to i didn't know that because yeah, so you had to listen to those records over yeah. and over that was hard work yeah mm. i mean now you can do it with your phone it's annoying or look up how to play it on youtube or yeah, tablet right. but it might not even be the right way you know wow anywho so you got to get it from the source Imagine trying to pick out a chord off a forty-five that you're playing over and over again. Imagine that's the way speaker. I used to do. That's it's what crazy. I did. Uh, used to wow. do. There was no other way to do it. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Then I had yeah. When I finally got a drum teacher that knew, I he would come to my house and I would have a pile of records and I would just go put the needle down and go, "What's he doing?" Uh, and, he would, yeah. and I would go, "Next, what's he doing?" Because it was just was like I couldn't. I had to know. Now yeah. you can get a little tutorial on almost any song. Yeah, I guess. They're never right. <laughs> well, sometimes they <laughs> Usually are. they're not, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they're just not. Yeah. And one other quick thing. Jeff and I always say, like, it'd be so helpful if, maybe not, maybe that it is it is part of the process and the journey. We were saying, like, why doesn't somebody just say what gear you need to get? Like, yeah. Think of all the broken pedals you have, <laughs> yeah. the busted wires, the bad <laughs> like amps you have, kit. the bad guitars, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, you know? like Because yeah. there's so much you go through trying to find, like, you know? It's a little kit, everything you need. It's no. like that with records too. Yeah, it's like, you it's know, 
You're like, yeah. why did I buy this? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh really? No. What records do you regret buying? Let's. Oh, I don't know. Plenty of stuff. Like, of why, stuff. why did I own the Incubus album when I was a teenager? Other than like <laughs> yeah. I was at the yeah. mall and like it was on the radio. And right. Sure. Stop, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Would have been better served by like James Brown, but I didn't know that then. Right. right. Sure. You know. Well, I think that that's the fun of it. Yeah. Isn't it? The more you learn. Yeah. You just go. Oh yeah. Why did I? Why did I even bother with that? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Come back anytime. Cool. Because Definitely. these always fly by and then you'll watch it and go, we didn't even talk about whatever. We can do whatever we want. We can come here I anytime. Think we, I think we said our piece. Yeah, I think you know? All right. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, um, maybe someday, you know. If, if you read that at Ian Spindle's That's what I'm book, saying. We can really we can get into a, you know. That's a, what I'm saying. A book club. Gonna, yeah. You know what? I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm totally into that. Yeah. No, I'd, I'm, I'd be interested to know any of that. And Danny gave me that book. I don't know. He may have read it. He was like, Brendan, here, have this. Oh, really? He <laughs> yeah, just he's, was he, like, he's like, I have like an this. extra copy. You should have this. Wow. And I was like, and he, I didn't know like if he read it, but I'm like, he would have had to because like it is so up his alley. Like he would think it was hysterical. Oh, really? Yeah. And you know, all right, I got it. I have to ask just one last thing yeah, because I, yeah. I remember when I saw this, maybe it's common knowledge because I didn't Google it. Yeah. Because I didn't know your movie ends with the Ramones. Yeah. What did he do after that? Oh, immediately after that, he got a job at Country Rhythms magazine. Okay. And he like went into like Nashville aristocracy and he didn't know anything about country music, but he like, he got all his writer friends in. So like Lenny Kay was doing articles like if Elvis would have lived, <laughs> like doing like speculative articles. Yeah. Like it was basically like he went back to being like, you know, date booker 16, editor, okay. but for country music and uh, good just like amazing i would have liked to do like a whole nother movie and whole right. nother hour but you know you got to keep it kind of confined to a comfortable yeah no time and place and people always say like would you end with the ramones and it's like well because there, there's just too much to cover i could, i would imagine yeah i just didn't know yeah i actually was just like i wonder what does happen did you know real quick before we go do you know matt star you yeah know matt yeah so him danny was checking out the flames That's right back then. yeah Right. His band, which isn't surprising. Yes. I didn't, you know, I didn't know you. I knew the name, like many of us, I guess. I knew Danny Fields' name. And I remember when Matt told me, hey, Danny Fields is hanging around the band. And I was just like, oh, okay, what's that all about? And now <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, of course yeah. he would like the Flames. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So Matt could have been a chapter. Could have been yeah. a thing in there. You know, and there was a while where we don't need to put this in the podcast. But. Well, it's all in. Oh, all right. Well, there's no I won't mention it then. Yeah, so be careful. Zip it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Well, yeah. I guess we'll talk later. Yeah. Um. If do you, so, and then this is it because I, 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 you know, whatever. But my take on Johnny Spampanato because I'm a hardcore NRBQ fan and I don't, <laughs> I've been in the room with him like, but he doesn't know me. But I've, I've, you know, been around that band enough. I would, I, if you ever talk to him, make sure you use it from an NRBQ fan. To, I thank him because he allowed me to see that band after Al for years, mm -hmm. for years. And for me as a drum, well, I love that band, but any time that I got to see Tommy was yep. gold. Yeah, and I love the band. Right. I mean, I love Johnny's plan, yeah. but I just was like, I don't know if anyone ever said that. They're like, dude, thank you. Uh -huh. for doing that because yeah. the band could have been over when Al left right. 
And I would have missed seeing that band and missed seeing Tommy all those times. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, anytime I saw Tom Arlino was just was like, okay, I got to yeah. start all over again. And drumming, like, totally wrong. Totally wrong. <laughs> but, but the gr- but amazing. But, like, the, yeah. one of the greatest drummers ever. Like, I, the, yeah, one yeah. of the greatest ever. The greatest ever. I still can't get over it. I'm just like, I can't believe that he's not somewhere doing it. And the, the weirdest, and then oh, I guess we got to stop because I could do this forever. But they played one time outside, and I finally was like, now I'm going to get behind him. They were like at a gazebo. I said, I'm going to sit behind him and figure this all out. And I was more confused than ever. <laughs> Literally, like I watched it. And I just was like, I still don't know how he's doing this. Yeah. And there was one time he used to do sessions for Jim Chapdelaine on my drums. There was one day he's going, oh, Tommy was here. And I said, solo the drums. They were my drums. And they didn't sound like my drums at all. I still was like... What wow. is he doing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What is he doing? Yeah. Huh. And I, 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 I would lit, I lit, literally listened to the track soloed and I just was like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. One of the greatest of all time. Yep. That, that's all there is to that. Yeah. The NRBQ flick. Where is it? Ah. I have been in talks with Terry. I'm sure you yeah. have. Yeah. I'm sure but you have. Yeah. Again, it's when. Well, yeah. What a, yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. They've oh. got stuff and they've got oh. he's got archives and stuff, but it's so hard. We'll it's yeah. so hard to know. I yeah. think it's like one of those things, like you say, there's there are a few bands that are more important to me than that band. Yeah. And you just don't know how many of us there are. To it make needs it worth to be it, done at some point, regardless I, of whether it's me or not. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I can't believe that, Tommy. It just like so that you're never gonna hear that again. It's gone forever. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. It's a drag. Yeah, I want him to still be playing drums. I gotta say, John Perrin, the uh, current drummer of the new lineup, he has got it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I would love yeah. to hear that. And I wouldn't just say that. I, no, I. He's got it. I would love to hear yeah. that. I would it's love like that. it's kind of scary. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he All has right. some I'm of the mannerisms, and because yeah. like, he grew up, he's a little younger than us, so he grew up since like age four listening to him. Oh, boy. that's like his favorite band. Great. Wow. So okay. he gets yeah, we got, it. I got it. Yeah. 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 We gotta hook this up. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap for now. I mean, I really appreciate you guys being Likewise. here. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is awesome. This is a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you, it Dave. is fun. It is fun. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Dave. We'll have fun playing. Um, when's your next thing? Uh, September eleventh uh, at Simsbury Music Feast. Okay. okay. Fest, uh, the fifth, and then we also are open up for Billy Bremner at Cafe Nine of Rock Pile. Okay. And then. Uh, Glastonbury Apple Harvest uh, Saturday night. And you have your record thing. You oh yeah how often you can oh our oh shake and vibrate that yeah, is yeah. uh you look us up on instagram shake underscore and underscore vibrate yeah uh and i have all the dates up there okay uh, it's once a month usually yep i'll come check it out yeah awesome really appreciate you guys being here thanks cool. john thank yeah, you man. Right. yeah absolutely all right thanks all right take it easy hey right. brendan toller jeff slocum they were here live and in person yeah right? true. yeah yeah All right, I am John Peckman. This was the John Peckman Podcast. What is this, episode 22, probably? Something like that. 20. All right. All right, hey, thanks a lot, kids. Drive safe. Be careful. Good night, good night. Yeah, John Peckman Podcast. Connecticut Valley School of Music. You're good. You don't have to hear any of this. Connecticut Valley School of Dance. Portland, Connecticut. Over the bridge. Start looking left. I'm John Peckman. We were here. Brendan Toller. Jeff Slocum. See ya.